What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. Hopefully you're off to a good start this week. It's Monday. And you know what that means. If you're in the routine, you're going to be hearing from the juice. I got Jonathan on the pod. We're talking about a big topic that goes right along the lines of our company launch, how we're messaging, how we're going to position what we're doing, and a big keyword that we'll be using starting today and moving forward is trust. So we talk about where that comes from, why we're thinking that way, and what more trust can do in B2B marketing. If you like what we're doing on the show, hit that subscribe button. Leave me a review. Tell me how I'm doing. I love the feedback. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up? Welcome back to the show. It's Monday. We're here. Well, it's not Monday as we record. I often say that in podcast world, the timing is always challenging, but we're here a lot on my mind, Jonathan, I think a lot on your mind. It seems to me we're at the five month mark of the team forming more priorities and things going on than ever before. New teammates being added. I think these are all the marks of a healthy, growing software as a service business. I'm excited pushing things forward. How are things going for you? Yeah, they're going well. I think you're right. Like, you know, with a growing business and uh, at this stage, just uh, speed is obviously very important and uh, just experimenting with a lot of different things. So it's a lot of really quick execution. Um, I think that's part of the fun of this stage is being really nimble and being able to test things really quick. But it seems like the opportunity keeps getting bigger and kind of the amount of work that comes with that keeps growing. Um, but I think that's what we all signed up for. So uh, we've got a great team and having a lot of fun experimenting, learning and growing with everyone on the team. Yes, it is what we signed up for. And I often, you know, when you're running through the back-to-back meetings and recordings and email follow-ups and all this, you sometimes are like, oh my gosh, like, am I doing enough? Am I, is this the right thing to be doing? And I think I always default on, I don't know, like I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure, but like, I know activity is a good thing. And the more activity that we're all doing in our roles in this business, I think one way or the other, we're learning a lot and we're helping push what we're doing forward, which that's what I'm feeling. I don't know if you feel the same way or not. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone knows. I, you know, I think even when I was talking to fellow CEOs, uh, as I was evaluating this opportunity, the common theme was that we're all, to a certain extent, making it up, right? Imposter syndrome, I think, is very uh, popular with everyone. So, so we're all figuring it out, and I think, I think that's all right. You know, you mentioned activity. I think it's just continuing to move things forward. Sometimes they'll move forward very efficiently. Sometimes they won't. But as long as they're moving forward, that's better than the alternative. I shared, I think, on LinkedIn last week. I feel like in my seat specifically. I'm always either stressed because there's so much going on and we're so busy and I'm overwhelmed or <laughs> those uh, few and far between moments where I feel very in control and feeling like I'm not overwhelmed. Then I start to stress out about like, wait, am I not busy enough? Should I be doing more? And it's just an interesting uh, polarity and kind of the, the my life right now and my work right now is bouncing back and forth between those two extremes. Um, but again, it's all part of the learning process and we're all figuring it out, trying to move it forward one step at a time. So I feel that. And I think I, I walk into these days and it seems like maybe now more than ever, it's been 
Mr. Toad's wild ride coming into work with all of the stuff to do. And it's like, I like, I can't even like, like after I'm done with the day, like sometimes I'll be writing a blog post and I should, I should be cooking dinner and my wife comes home and I'm like, I'm still, still cranking away. And I'm, but I like it. Like it, it makes me feel good. I'm, I'm pr- being productive, but then there's those days where the, maybe the calendar is less full and it's like this motion of, okay, I've got this time. Like what can I do and how do I dedicate myself to, to, to this open day to like push what we're doing forward. But like, it's when I look at that open calendar, sometimes it's almost like I'm like staring at it and it's just peculiar and weird. And so I feel that like that those ups and downs a little bit in kind of what, what I'm doing day to day. And it sounds like you're what you're doing. I think like, what, what are you doing just as like, take your juice CEO hat? Like, what are you doing to like, maybe manage your, your priorities, maybe like escape and just get out of the work life and just like maintain some like mental well-being because it's a lot. Yeah. So I, I told all the team, um, and it's something I'll, I'll tell everybody, I tell people this during interviews, uh, or when I've been interviewing for positions, which always feels, uh, maybe overly vulnerable, but I am terrible at multitasking. It's absolutely terrible at it. I, so I need to go really deep on one thing, see it to completion, or at least to a very clear stopping point, and then go on to the next thing. And so I, throughout my career, I've learned that that's how I need to operate my day, my priorities, my team, et cetera. So uh, one thing during the workday that I've started trying to do is blocking eight to 11 every morning. And I On my calendar, I call it offense. Uh, that's something I found from someone on Twitter, but that, that's my time when I know my mentally I am freshest. I can do the deepest work, my best work. Um, honestly, a lot of times it's actually like 6.30 or 7. But again, like you said, you enjoy that time. You enjoy doing that work. I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. And I, I really enjoy those moments where I can do really focused work, get in that state of flow. So during the workday, that's what I try to do. And then I can stack up meetings in the afternoon. Again, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. And I think flexibility is important there as well. As far as unplugging from work, I find it's easier to unplug during the the warmer months, spring and summer. And so recently, like that hasn't been a major issue. I don't even, again, I enjoy the work and I do more focused work when I'm less distracted. So I don't mind logging on at night and knocking out a little bit of work. But again, I have to make sure that I'm not projecting that on the team. And, you know, then I also like, I am more than happy to step away after this podcast and go pick up my dog from daycare or uh, meet up with my parents if they're downtown for lunch. And I think just kind of being okay with that fluidity of the workday is kind of a space we're all moving into. My, my ultimate hobby, especially on the weekends is golfing. There's a time and place for both, but I am a, I like to walk the golf course. I like to play super early uh, kind of at sunrise. And that's, that's, that's really my moment of Zen to completely unplug, throw the phone in the golf bag and get some fresh air, get some exercise and, get mad at myself because I'm not good enough at golf. That is, uh, and I'm not a golfer, but I appreciate people who do play golf as an escape and get away to me, based on my personality type, I, I would just spend my hobby being frustrated and angry at myself and probably break some club heads. But if, if, you're, about cool, right. yeah. if, you're, if you're cool with that, I think that's good insights and good, good feedback just in, in terms of just priorities and you know, managing expectations and calendars. I, I think one of the things I wanted to talk about in this conversation was the fact that we're starting 
our launch planning process, which is kind of, well, not kind of, it is exciting. I'm fired up for it. I think we're going to be making a splash. We're going to use this podcast as a way to talk about what we're doing, which is fun. Um, so we want everyone listening to understand like what we're going through and what is the behind the scenes work behind kind of our company launch. And I don't want to like literally like I told Jonathan, like, here's kind of the timeline we're going, I'm going to start working on the plan last week. We're going to meet. We haven't met yet. I shot him the plan today. We're going to talk about it tomorrow and then meet with some stakeholders and then just kind of kick off this process to me, like I hear company launch plan planning and like, it can be an overwhelming thing. I think, especially since we're like, we started off, we're all in like the day-to-day blocking and tackling and managing, managing of our roles. And so last week I literally like blocked off my Thursday and like said, no, no meetings, no slack, no interruptions. Like I'm just going to go to town and it was kind of therapeutic in a way. And it got me to like focus in Has you been thinking about the launch plan, knowing that we're going to talk about it in detail tomorrow, like company launch, like what is your expectation or like, how do you think about launching, whether it's the juice or anything you've been a part of in the past, like what success look like to you? Great question. I'm excited uh, to not only we'll have like a beta early access launch, but then also a company launch. So really fortunate, great opportunity to experiment more with a lot of things during beta, apply that to our company launch. Um, We've got the team to make both of those phenomenal experiences. My experiences with launches throughout my career, uh, when I was actually at Braxton Brewing Company, brewery that I accidentally started with some friends. It was funny. Almost every week was a launch event. We're either tapping a new beer, announcing a new event, announcing, you know, new distribution partners, et cetera. So I got really good and really exhausted from uh, almost weekly having this checklist of just different channels um, that we would go to, to announce things, to promote things. But I think what I, I learned from that, and this is where I'm going with what I think it means for the juice, is that a focus is really important. Again, this is something we've learned from some of the early tests that we've ran um, here with the juice as well. It doesn't matter, like, you know, there's all these different channels you can go to, but the messaging needs to be focused and very similar. Like you, there's so many things we could talk about doing at launch or um, talk about, you know, use to try to attract people into our space. But I think we don't want to muddy the waters, right? Like we don't want what we're saying to become white noise. This is something you and Elena have both been really great at is like, yes, there's, you know, 10 different things we could solve for. What's the one that's going to be the most impactful to our customers and our prospects that we can go to market with and just really focus on that one message. How do we get the team rallied around that? And then how do we get the market rallied around that? And then what are all the tactics we can use to promote that message? Um, so, you know, I just glanced at some of the ideas that you've been brainstorming today. I think that's going to be the challenge. That's always going to be our challenge at this stage is, all right, we've got a lot of great ideas. Uh, our platform can do a lot of great things. Now, how do we distill this down to an individual focused message that we can take to the marketplace and make sense? And then I think paired on top of that, and it sounds a little counterintuitive to the focus message, but I, I, I think I got this from the exact target days maybe, but uh, I always call it the rolling thunder, right? Like 
I think this is the challenge in content marketing as well as you can have this great launch moment in time, but then if you just do that and move on to the next priority, it's kind of like tree falling in the forest, right? So how do you keep that rolling thunder of activity, of messaging, of um, activation going uh, even post that singular moment in time? And so I think it's having a focused message, but then using that message repeatedly and not just for a single launch event. You're, you're bringing me back to standing on floor six in the guarantee building during uh, maybe it was Friday's Friday marketing meetings and listening to Mitch Frazier talk about the drumbeat of everything that was happening at exact target. And you're right. Like that's one thing I want to avoid. I want to avoid us doing a shit ton of work and a lot of coordination and messaging and everything, tactics, ideas, you name it. And then it's the day and we do it. And then it we're done with it. And like all the momentum is sucked out. I think the key is how, how do we think about what we're doing, what we're building for our audience and get them excited and make it a thing. That's not just a day thing, but it's a forever thing. And this is how we're going to coordinate it. Exactly. And I think that kind of singular moment comes when you're not planning, right. And you know, you have to do it and you need to check the box and then you need to move on to other boxes being checked. And we, we certainly have a lot of boxes that need to be checked, but that's why I'm so excited about the work you and Elena are doing on our launches because there's a lot of planning going into it, making sure we're doing it right, sharing context with the team, communicating goals. So I'm excited. I think uh, we've got the team to pull it off, the product that's going to excite people and a uh, marketplace that's ready for it. So all systems go. For sure. And maybe we leave with this because I want to talk about just in this process where it's knowing that like when you're building and developing launch plans, it's not a siloed thing. However, typically it starts with one person and ideas and then those ideas get shared and then feedback happens, refinement. And then all of a sudden there's like stakeholders involved. Well, like when, when I'm sitting there, like trying to generate something out of nothing, like it can be a little bit of a lonely position where, you know, I'm wrestling with thoughts and ideas and thinking about things. And as I was working through it, like I kept thinking about like, what is the message? Like, what do we want to do and how do we want to do it? And I, I was struggling. And then like, I, I'm, I'm sharing this story because I feel like it, it's for anyone listening to who are going through not just launch, but positioning and messaging exercises, like it hopefully will be helpful to you. But I was just like struck by this moment. And I, I wrote about it in a blog post. I put it out on LinkedIn today as we're recording this, but this moment of a B2C experience and how I pulled from the B2C experience to just try to create some messaging. But like, so, so here's the story. So when I, I, before my wife and I were high school sweethearts, spent some time away, came back together, ended up getting married, bought a house and we, I was walking to work. She had a car, realized I didn't need a car, sold my car. And the car we had was a 2005 Volvo. Now I never driven a Volvo in my life, started driving this Volvo. And I was like, this isn't a bad car. It's nothing special, but it's okay. Like gets me to point A, point B. And I looked at my wife one day as I was driving and I was like, she got the, she got the car used as a gift when she graduated from college from her mom. 
And I asked her, I said, why, why, why did your mom decide on a Volvo? And she looked at me and she said, because she said it's safe. And I just like thought about that for a minute. I was like, safe, like how's Volvo any safer than any others? Then what happens, right? I start seeing the commercials. I start seeing the print ads. Everything they're talking about is safety, safety, safety sells, right? People buy safety. And that like, when I was like reflecting on like building launch plans for the juice, Immediately that moment in time, I thought about it. It's like, that is something any buyer of any cars is considering when they're trying to make a purchasing decision. What, like, what can that like experience be for us as a product company in the, the MarTech software as a service space? So like, I wanted to share that thought process because like, typically, like when you're thinking about messaging, like you want to point to different examples, but sometimes you can pull those from your personal experiences. Yeah, I think when you and I uh, talked about this last week, and you, you mentioned this in the post, like trust was the word we used. I, unfortunately, so much of B2B marketing has moved away from trustworthiness. I don't know, that's probably painting too broad of a brushstroke across the entire B2B marketing space, but I think there's this fear when you're filling out a form for content. Where's this data going? Who's going to be calling me? Um, when I'm clicking around on a company's website, who's getting this data? Who's going to be calling me? You know, when you're reading an email and you're starting to see like some pretty drastic changes across the entire space with going cookie-less. Uh, Apple just announced yesterday, today when we're recording this, it was yesterday, um, that email open tracking pixels are going to be going away in the Apple Mail app. I've got some hot takes and opinions there, but there, there's certainly some everyone wants the internet just broadly to be more trustworthy, right? And so it's on us as marketers to build relationships that are safe and trustworthy. And then um, I think trust that those um, relationships will turn into partnerships when a prospect is ready, but it's going to take, we've all, we all have some pretty uh, maybe bad habits that need broken and uh, the juice wants to help support that. And uh, we, we've got a thesis on or a hypothesis on uh, how that can change into the future using content. And we're, we're excited to release that and launch that with the team. Yes, you'll be hearing a lot more with trust in the trust messaging, 100%. And I'm excited to talk more about it. And I think I think it's a, like you kind of try you you kind of pulled back a little bit. I think it's okay to to talk about the B2B marketing space like not being trustworthy. Like it's true. Like there is and I, and I think it's okay for us to say like we are we have been guilty of this. We have been guilty of playing the game of mistrust, and it's still happening today. People are still have traps. People are still trying to lure people into their funnel and try to get people through push through their process and try to get people to their demo and sold. It's the way it happens right now. And I think what we're saying is we along with a collective group of people knowing that this is a very tall task. We want to be a part of helping institute change within B2B marketing and specifically around this idea of building trust and knowing that content and content marketing can be a facilitator to trust. And us in our position, what we're going to do is we're going to just work really hard in through podcasts, newsletter, our own content, through our product. We want to help build and develop and contribute to that trust building in B2B because it's inevitable that change is happening. And I think it's one of those things as we've been talking about it internally, like 
that's a movement I want to be a part of. I think Jonathan, it's a movement you want to help lead. So that more to come on, on all of this, but I thought today it might be good since it's a hot topic. We're talking about launch planning to let a little bit out, let people know where our head, where our head's at and, and where uh, we'll be from a kind of a, a messaging perspective. Yeah. The change is coming. I think it's a matter of who wants to be a part of it and who wants to be on the leading edge of it. And uh, we want to, we want to partner with those people. So it's happening. It's going to happen. And uh, we're excited to be a part of that with our launch. It's funny. I always, in some of our sales call, I talk about some of the B2B marketer centric tactics. And one of them is we talk about one of our goals being lead capture. It's like, wait a second, we're talking about other human beings and we're using words like capture. Maybe there's a better way. So Again, we want to be part of that change. There's a lot of marketers who are looking for that change. We've been guilty of some of those bad habits in the past, and uh, we want to be a part of the community that's going to change it into the future. Absolutely. So if you are interested in learning more from people who share in our message, definitely, if this is your first time listening to it, definitely check out our Friday episodes. I'm bringing on a new content marketer every week, and we're talking about topics like this. So definitely tune in. If you've been an, an OG listener, thank you. We appreciate the support. Um, definitely sign up for our newsletter where you'll get more information on what we're doing from a product perspective. And you'll, you'll get some insights on some great content that we're sharing on a weekly basis. Jonathan, another one in the can. Thank you and talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Brett. Talk soon. I hope you enjoyed that one. I certainly did. It has been fun putting the launch plans together, getting them to the teammates for feedback and going through that process. We're going to be talking a lot about trust moving forward. If you're interested in seeing what we're up to and receiving our weekly newsletter, you can drop us your email. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to thejuicehq.com. Take care of yourself, take care of others around you. And I will be back on Friday with another conversation with someone in content marketing that matters. Peace, take care, and see you soon.